Hello everyone, welcome to Hope Parenting Project. I am your host and your coach, Joanna. Today I just kind of wanted to, um, I guess, do a sharing or an offering and talk about a pattern that I see growing um, that I find disconcerting on multiple levels. And it's sort of this pathologizing of children being children. Um, it's been my experience as someone who's, who again, if for those new to me, I'm actually a licensed therapist. I do parental coaching. I've worked with children. I've worked with families. I am a parent. And one of the things that I've seen sort of emerge over the past decade is almost this pathologizing of children being children. There is this stress with a lot of the parents, especially in the states, um, surrounding their children, especially like, let's use the example of toddlers acting like toddlers, right? Like there's almost this growing intolerance of other adults, community members sometimes, where if a child is being a child, parents can sort of feel like this judgment, these, these like mean mug, salty faces kind of looking at them like sometimes like really nasty comments um, from people where it's like, you know, control your child or feeling like because their child is being a child that somehow they're failing as a parent. So beyond just the fact that like sometimes a child might have a tantrum or behaviors out in the community, I have seen this sort of systemically merge into other arenas um, from daycare centers sometimes to schools um, where I feel like children are have, like their space to make mistakes, their space to be kids has been removed. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I've had children referred maybe by, let's say, school or some other avenue where the parents are being told that there's something wrong with their child, that they need to be evaluated. And a lot of times, the child is actually being very developmentally normal. Um, whether it's maybe they hit someone and they're like five, six years old and they got frustrated and they hit someone and this gets to start, this starts to be labeled as though there's something very wrong with them. My worry is this, like the one on a level that children internalize these messages. Um, I think sometimes there's more expected of them versus the adults around them. Two, I feel like there's a blaming and shaming of parents in general. Like if your three-year-old has a, a meltdown in the middle of the grocery store, there a lot of parents really get stressed beyond the behavior of the child by the, re the reactions of the adults around them, right? And they feel judged, they feel like they're failures because their three-year-old is having a meltdown, which is totally normal. It's really uncomfortable, but it's totally normal. I feel like a lot of school systems will get frustrated with children who more and more like recess, um, movement, things like that are stripped away from them. And so if they're struggling to concentrate, if they're struggling to sit still, um, it's pathologized. They're immediately labeled with different diagnostics, uh, like, you know, oh, they have ADHD, they have this, and it's like, or they're kinetic because they're meant, kids learn through play, right? It's really, it's really normal 
for them to move. It's really normal for them to want to move. What's, what's, and this is my, I guess, p personal rant. What I think is actually more patholo pathological is that we think that they should sit in a desk for eight hours. It's very hard for little people. And it's not actually adapted to how they are or learn. They're meant to play. And it just saddens my heart because we're, we're placing these restrictions, these limits, these expectations on these small people. And one, they're not even, they're not even um, appropriate, to be honest, to, to what the needs of the child are in those moments. And then we get frustrated because they don't follow through because they can't right and I see so many loving parents just hurting feeling like some, they're doing something wrong because their child might be struggling and I see their the child's struggle sometimes is being more symptomatic of the the issues in the systems or the issues around them than the child themselves like more often than not it's a I feel like my work is normalizing these children saying yeah on the spectrum of normalcy maybe they're on on towards the end of one one end of that continuum but they're not like they're not off the norm right there's this wide spectrum as kids age and develop and grow like they're they grow different aspects of themselves at different times um the other remarkable thing is these this over scheduling of children um and this over emphasis of performance versus process, meaning like small children becoming anxious about failing, less excited about learning and more again about getting a specific grade, how their performance can be translated to the effectiveness of a parent, right? So if a child is struggling, invariably a parent sometimes feel like they're failing versus maybe it's just an, the, the, the child is just hitting a little bit of a bump in their um, growth process and there's a lot that can be done to sort of help that child overcome it but it's not um, a parental failure that it's happening it's just sort of sometimes what happens right we kind of hit walls um, there can be such a narrative around these children and such a pushback and sometimes what I find as, as someone who's worked with trauma is it gets really internalized in children like they really reflect this about the quality of being and like I said on a parental level same thing like if a child struggles in math um, they start to they can easily start to feel like there's this narrative around them like that they're dumb that they're different they they naturally compare themselves to their peers and so if they see I see a lot of times let's say take an eight-year-old um, there's this emphasis on who finishes test first right like more so than sometimes even the performance on the test is like who got done first whoever got done first might be perceived as being the smartest any child that might be slower in test taking or more deliberate or if they're being the last one or towards the last will internalize that as like they're not as smart right like they're literally slower but sometimes that translates to them as being slower cognitively um children who are more distractible children who are kinesthetic learners meaning they learn by doing they struggle with these these situations like they if you can hear that those are my kids <laughs> they struggle because the the systems are not adept to them and so 
they start to feel like they're broken, parents start to think there's something wrong with their kid because they can't adapt to the system. Whereas my stance is always the system should be adapting to these kids. We shouldn't be expecting kids to function as adults and somehow make themselves fit fit um, a paradigm that doesn't fit them. Like not, it's not a one size fits all bullshit uh, stance. So why am I bringing these up? Because I think it's like I was saying in the beginning, I feel like one of the biggest barriers that I really try to overcome when I'm working with parents or I'm working with the children of families is it's my, and it's, it's the cornerstone of why I developed this whole parenting project platform is to bridge this gap of this shame and this judging of parents. I'm so tired of it. It's so displaced. And so any, any parent out there that has been struggling, that has been feeling like the system has just been judging you, like you, because your child might be struggling with whatever, whether they're anxious, whether they're having a hard time learning something, that if you have internalized this messaging that you're failing because of their struggle, like it's BS, all right? I'm going to just tell you, it's BS. And it is one of the hardest things to almost sometimes ingrain in both the parent and the child is that they're just fine, right? Like there's ways to navigate some of these struggles in a very non-pathologizing, very holistic manner. Um, I am very resistant to labeling children. I feel like as a whole, we start to identify with these labels. We can name out patterns of behavior or um, learning, but we don't necessarily have to slap clinical labels onto small children. I am not a fan of that. I feel like these labels carry forward with kids all the time. And so my preference as someone who's worked with kids is to really describe the behavior, but not label the child as a behavior. You know what I mean? And so if you have a child that probably like big ones that pop up is the ADHD, kind of these these kids that sort of seemingly fall through outside of what is deemed the norm, though I challenge that at times. Um, they're seeing everything can get, everything that they do is viewed, viewed through this lens as like that they're defective, like they have this issue that if they're, if they're doing this, it's because of this, because of their label. And I, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think kids are symptom bearers of their environment and sometimes if you might have a child let's say acting out in class they can be seen as behavioral and I will immediately assess what's going on in the environment you know are they having a struggle with the the teacher is there something else that might be pulling into the reason why they're doing this um so that is not always a reflection of the quality of the child or like it's a conscious deliberate um action on their part but it might be symptomatic of something else going on around them um, one of my biggest philosophies in the work that I do is to really, I never want to be the intermediate between a parent and their child. It's always my goal to really strengthen that relationship. So even when I enter and I, if I were to be working with a child, never isolate them away from the parents. I often routinely host parental sessions, not to tell the parents what they're doing wrong, but to kind of educate them on what I'm doing and to do this wraparound service where the parents are using the same words and the skills I'm teaching the children and making sure the parents know and that we can together sort of support the child if, if they are needing to learn maybe how to manage their emotions um, so that the parent's equipped, right? 
you you as a parent are the most important person in your child's world it would be a disservice to not empower you in that i have had so many parents just like on guard um really anxious when with meeting me because i'm sure in many ways i'm seen as an authority figure but this this fear right this fear of judgment because it's so pervasive um it's so pervasive and and the guilt that parental guilt is so heavy that you know we as parents just agonize sometimes and and consider every choice that we have have made and worry about sort of this irreparable harm happening um and then you interface with this like you know this quote unquote authority figure whether it's a coach or a therapist or whatever and this like fear of being judged or criticized and that is never my goal it is i am it is honestly i am the antithesis of that i am about empowering parents acknowledging the greatness that they're doing arming them with information talking about other ways to manage situations, practice trial and error, because again, it isn't a one size fits all. What works for Tommy is not gonna work for Susan. Like it, it doesn't have to, and because it's not happening, it doesn't mean you're effing it up, okay? Um, and anyone who says, well, this is all you have to do, it doesn't matter, the trial is full of crap. Like sometimes it is a trial and error process. We have to see what clicks with the kid. Bringing the child on board is incredibly important. Like seeing them as an expert about themselves, teaching them is incredibly important. It isn't this compartmentalized change process. It is both. And it just, I guess, hurts my heart how many times I've seen parents in tears, agonizing, fearful to even meet me, worrying and agonizing about every choice that they make, worrying that I'm gonna judge them, seeing the relief when that doesn't happen, feeling, seeing the tears come when they feel supported in their role, um, and the joy when they're emboldened and empowered in their, their abilities as parents, and the healing, not only in them and their child, but just in the whole family system, it's incredible, and I have been the recipient of, you know, the cranky faces, if I've had a child who's had an epic meltdown in the middle of the store, or, um, you know, something else where people look at you like you're supposed to apologize, right? I am anti-apologizing for children being children. If you got a problem with the child being a pro like having an issue, you are the problem as an adult, right? Like, I'm sorry, but kids are going to be kids. Yes, they can get loud. Yes, it can be inconvenient, uncomfortable, whatever, deal with it. If you can't, that's a reflection of work to be done um, in your own being. But we cannot expect more of kids than we expect of our, out of ourselves as adults or, um, you know, of, of other adults. Like, I just, I guess my philosophy is suck it up. You know, sorry, strange, you know, person in the Target store that you're struggling that my kid is fussing because I said now, you know, like you, you can move away. Um, obviously I'm, my style is my, if my kid just is unhinging, I'll just remove them from the environment that they're unhinging in until they can calm down and maybe come back. Um, but it, that's my style. It doesn't mean that that's 
the thing that has to be done. It's just the way that I handle it. What I don't like is when I see parents struggling and I see the fear in their eyes as they're looking around at all the adults staring at them um, because someone, like their kid's flipping out in the cart. And the thing that pisses me off is like how it's already a stressful moment, folks, right? We don't need to add to it by adding our adult shit to a parent's plate when they're dealing with a child that's struggling. Like, we don't. Just a warm smile, just acknowledgement, even like just a few words of affirmation can mean so much to a parent who might not even be able to respond to you in that moment because they're so busy trying to manage the situation that it doesn't sometimes register until later what you said. Um, and then it hits, right? So many parents are needing this love, this understanding, this tolerance, this lack of judgment. And, and it's a barrier to seeking help. It's a barrier to, it just immobilizes families where they're fearful um, because, they, like I said, they're afraid of being judged or, God forbid, some are so scared that they have, like, a common example that comes up is if they have a child that gets violent or has special needs or whatever, um, they're so terrified sometimes of outside parties like CPS or whatever getting involved, um, not because they're being abusive, because often they're not, but because their child is struggling and sometimes can get so aggressive that there's hostility in the home and they're worried again that that will be reflected back on them, that somehow they'll be accused of something if, um... They're having to, like, restrain their child from hurting themselves or property or another child in the house. And they're scared to reach out, right? They're scared that they're going to, again, be labeled or seen as being something they're not. And it's just a hindrance and a barrier, I think, to accessing help um, in a way that would really transform families. And that makes me sad because I feel like parents are starting to feel more and more isolated in their role. Kids are struggling um, sometimes more because, like I said, it's symptomatic of the systems in they, that they're in and the ridiculous expectations and pressures placed on them at such a young age that is beyond their level of capability. And because they're not capable and able to handle it because they're not supposed to, we're like, oh, that child's like got blah, blah, blah. So... I guess I just wanted to share that, that there, there are people in this field, like myself, who do not pathologize, have no motivation to place labels on you or your kids that, like I said, it's, it's the number one reason why I even developed this whole parenting platform. Um, it's, it's like outreach. It's a safe space to talk about the struggles that you're, you're facing as a parent to to help you empower in your role, to help you identify maybe strategies to, to manage things in a different way, and not even saying better, just a different way with your child to sort of heal sometimes. Call f one of the things that I offer is what I call um, parenting from within, meaning sometimes we have to heal our own selves in parenting. We we tend to reevaluate our own, like how we were parented as we as we parent, right? It's a lot of heaviness. We might see, see, see a bleed over from things we thought we would never do as parents um, and, and see ourselves doing it and then feeling horribly remorseful and guilty about it. And <sighs> my heart goes out to you. I'm a mom. I get it. Um, I don't have easy children. I'm not a perfect parent. No such things exist. 
I have a clinical background. I've worked with families for 20 years. Um, I've moved out of, I moved whole parenting project out of counseling because of the fact that in counseling there's such a, a focus on clinically labeling and I just don't want to do that. So even though I pull a lot of my tools from that practice into this like coaching platform tends to be, there tend, I have greater control over where it goes. We can describe behaviors and not, not the child. We can go, we can look at things from a very holistic perspective, if this makes sense, without a pathologizing, without uh, having to assign a clinical label, um, but really utilizing and teaching skills to kind of help with whatever dynamics are going on. So I guess that is my rant. Um, Sending you guys so much love and support. If you're interested in learning more or if you want to book a session, you can actually book through my website. You can also just write me if times, if you're needing times that maybe aren't listed. Um, or if you even have recommendations on topics that you would like to hear, you can check out my website at www.hopeparentingproject.com. The links are in the episode descriptions too if you just want to like click on that if that's easiest. You can check out um, Facebook as well, like join the community there, whatever you want, whatever is helpful, but sending you lots of love um, and wishing you a great day.